Welcome back to the Black Roses Podcast, and today I am here with 7am. Hello. Hello. And obviously, you've been here before, so you know how this works. But... I have, yes. Mm-hmm. But besides that, you've been doing a lot since Season 2. It being obviously early into Season 5, I, I think you've grown a significant amount in every way possible even as a person too so um i'm just gonna jump right into it and start off with how you've kind of explained that you are changing quite a bit within your craft and sound um yeah so i kind of like when i restarted the whole sound that i had last time um I kind of went into it with the mentality of like, I had like the new setup, like I was obviously recording on like the Yeti and everything. And it was different than when I was recording on an Xbox headset and I wanted to try different things. And um, I think over the course of like the past, I think it's been like six months since I restarted. I found out a lot of what I do like, what I don't like, what feels forced, what feels natural. And I think going into what I'm calling like phase three, um it's it's a lot more of what i feel comfortable doing rather than you know loading up a song and trying to layer it the same way as every other song before because as i got to the end of phase two it kind of felt like like with the scream layers it for some songs it felt forced like i didn't really want to do it but i felt like i had to do it because i had like this kind of lineup of all these songs that had scream layers so I, i felt like i kind of had to force it out Mm-hmm. Whereas um, in phase three, I'm just kind of letting the songs write themselves. Like if, if I'm writing a song and I'm like, okay, screens would sound really sick here, then I put them in. But if I write the song and there's no screens at all, I'm happy with that. And um, I, I, yeah, I think the, the, the last six months was great for personal growth because again, now I'm at a place where I can sit down and just, you know, be comfortable with what I'm doing musically rather than you know, feel pressure to uphold things. 100%. And I'd say comfort is something that I wish more artists paid attention to because there's a lot of people that make music based on what other people would like to hear instead of kind of what the artists themselves want to make. Mm-hmm. And then it, you end up become, it ends up becoming a mental block and then you're just not able to make what you want. You're so focused on other people kind of critiquing what your current style is. Yeah. So some people end up getting trapped in what they're doing too. And that's what happened with me. Like I felt like I, with the last couple songs that I finished, I felt a little trapped in what I was doing. I was like, I don't, I'm not happy with this. I want to like, you know, step out of this box that I feel like I've kind of put myself into. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're able to kind of understand that you need to kind of switch things up and you don't want to kind of follow the same patterns just shows that you are adapting on your own and that other people aren't forcing you to do it. You are coming to a realization that you need to make a change for the better. Mm -hmm. And that goes into my next question like when it comes to spotify what i've noticed from you 
within the last couple of months is the fact that you've been pushing your Spotify, which also I wish more artists did. Has, has that brought any good or bad attention to your music in general? Um, I think all, it's it's all good. Um, good attention. I don't think you can really get any bad attention from pushing your platforms, you know, but um, I didn't expect to get as much growth as I've gotten. Like, obviously, I set personal goals for myself, but I hit um, 600 monthly listeners and that was huge for me. I think it's gone down since I've uh, gone on a little bit of a hiatus over like the past two weeks because I used to drop like every bi-weekly or weekly. And um, so I think the number has gone down quite a bit, but even like wherever it, it's at right now is still a lot more than I ever thought it would be, especially like within the first half of the year. Um, I think pushing Spotify is a little bit harder than pushing your SoundCloud just because we pretty much are in a SoundCloud scene. But um, any growth is good growth, in my opinion, and I'll take every last bit of it that I can. Mm -hmm, definitely and i'd say just within the last couple of months the fact that you've been pushing your spotify so much would definitely uh come out in a good way you know what i mean and like you said numbers drop numbers go up and there's nothing you can really do about it but the fact that you kind of stay on an organized schedule definitely helps the fact oh yeah absolutely uh, this is something that a, a couple of me and like people in my circle have talked about where um, just like if you stay consistent, whether it's, you know, doing something consistent on social media, doing something consistent with like constantly, you know, dropping like bi-weekly or weekly or just constantly trying to promote yourself, whether it's getting consistently like getting on like by techie or, or something like that. Whatever you're doing, as long as you're doing it with consistency, people will notice and you'll continue to grow no matter what. It's not just about like, oh, I need to drop a song this week or I need to do this. It's just consistently doing things across of the, the grand scheme of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And that falls into like the next uh, part of what I feel like an artist should definitely be more focused on is organization and it seems to me that you are heavily focused on your organization which i think is very very good do you have kind of a specific days or dates that you would like to record or mix specific things yeah i usually try and alternate it like back and forth like one day i'll record and then the next day i'll do whatever vocal comping and mixing i need to do and then the day after i'll record Sundays, generally, I usually just like to take the day off completely to rest. I think that's a very important thing that a lot of, a lot of artists don't do. Um, not only for vocal rest, but for like, you know, resting your brain and resting your ears, because what we do is really harsh on not only your thought process, but your hearing as well. So I just like to completely book that day just to, you know, shut my brain off, whether it be just play video games, sit in VC or whatever. But other than that, yeah, I like to go back and forth between recording and mixing. I usually will plan my week out, whether it be like three days ahead or like the entire week of what day I'm going to record and what day I'm going to mix. Because it's never like, it's never like, oh, Monday I'm recording. It could be like, you know, 
Tuesday, Wednesday I'm recording and then Thursday I'm mixing it. All it depends on how much I have on my plate. Definitely. And one thing I've noticed with you is, well, not just with you, with anybody, there's toxicity within the scene that you just cannot get away from. And I feel like the way in which you handle toxicity is very, very good because you don't throw back in their face. Obviously, you're very respectful when it comes to any possible problems that could be coming up. Do you have any advice for anybody that is struggling with almost biting their tongue and just kind of shutting up like instead of causing a huge ruckus out of something that doesn't need to happen um i'm a firm believer in standing your ground like if you know if somebody is you know running your name through the dirt obviously stand your ground but if it's something that comes to a personal difference or something i mean we're, we're on the internet like we're not face to face so it's really easy to just ignore that person but it's also twice as easy to try and find like a middle ground with somebody the face-to-face -face confrontation is always a lot harder but we're not face-to-face -face. we're over the internet it's so much easier to type words and you know just be like be the person that comes up with a compromise whether mm -hmm. it just be going your separate ways quietly or, or whatever it is definitely and it's a lot easier to hide behind your keyboard unfortunately yeah yeah you know what i mean like there's some people that kind of take that for granted and use it in a very toxic way but some people I, just to choose violence yeah i'm god and there's nothing you can really do about it other than kind of learn to move past it in general definitely and when it comes to working with artists you have a I want to say pretty wide spectrum of people that you like to work with. Do you have any upcoming artists that you're able to shed light on that you're excited that you have work coming with? Um, trying to like, I want to do more features like on my personal stuff, but lately I found it like difficult to, to write opens mainly just cause Usually when I sit down and write a song, I usually write uh, start to finish. Um, mm -hmm. I, I want to work with Kanashi more often. Like that is like my family. I love them. I want to work with them as much as possible. I think we're still working on Scars and Tattoos Part Two. Um, you know, Shades just came out. Um, I've got two different songs with Send Flowers that are going to be on the album, but. Other than that, I don't really have any other features coming out. Um, there are a couple artists that I want to work with. Like, I, I really want to work with Frostbite. I'd love to work with Kami again. We have a couple stuff, and it's always fun to work with Kami. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'd, you know, I want to work with, I want to get something with Only Friend. We had the one song on, like, the Loveless tape that we did. I definitely want to work with them a lot more. Um, I mean, there's a couple like bigger artists that I would love to work with, but that's like, I feel in the distant future. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like we all have set goals when it comes to working with specific artists, like people that you look up to that you want to work with for like, it's just a wide margin of people, honestly. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for you, you constantly are 
you look at it in a very sensible way. Like, if someone's humongous, like, I don't know, someone with, like, 20k, you keep it realistic. Like, you obviously want to get there. But I feel like some people are, have a god complex in a way. They're like, oh, I have, like, 400 followers. This person might have, like, 6k. It doesn't matter. I'm going to... I'm going to reach out and something like that. And I think that can almost cloud your name in a bit because of the fact you have a God complex, but I feel like you're able to keep it realistic and set goals for the future. Like, yes, there's artists that you want to work with that are huge, but you want to grow on your own before almost reaching out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, all the power to those people. If they get those features, good on them you go i'm just too awkward to reach out to somebody who's got like 60k and be like hey how much for a feature because like i don't know there's a part of my brain that's like i'm not gonna get it i'm not gonna get a reply so like what's the point definitely yeah and but that's also not a bad thing in a way because it it depends because sometimes you get a reply and they're like yeah it's this much or sometimes they're even like yo i i know i've checked you out i'll just do it for free but there's always that possibility where they like like you said they just don't reply and then it just makes you look like a dummy mm -hmm. so i feel like you have a sense of being able to kind of tell what is within your reach and that goes back into my next question which is genres right now you are trying to do multiple different genres at once you you spoke out about the fact that you don't necessarily have a specific genre that you don't like or that you can't do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so when it comes to this new 7 a.m per se like part three like you said do you have any changes that you're able to speak out about when it comes to your style um i mean there's still the post hardcore elements to what i'm doing uh but they're just not as prominent as they were on stuff like you know shades bleed um any anything that was pretty much on a five head beat um i've always listened to a lot of pop punk stuff and i feel like that's coming out a bit more like stuff um like knuckle puck uh safe bet real friends those inspirations are starting to come out a lot more and i think they started to come out on hey darling a lot like when, when i listen back to hey darling i'm like wow okay so like i can hear a lot of real friends influence in the way that i sang this and i think like as soon as i started doing that pocket of songs like jawbreaker cope hey darling uh, even like what's wrong that's when it kind of started clicking that I was like okay this is the direction that I'm going with like my voice so I guess the biggest hint to what like phase three sounds like is just go listen to like Jawbreaker Cope and Hey Darling and you'll hear pretty much what you're gonna get like in the future mm -hmm. and when it comes to albums or just upcoming projects do you have anything that you're able to shed light on I'm working on an album right now. Currently, um, I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus just to get things sorted. 
I want to get some things uh, within my recording space sorted. I've got um, like a, a vocal shield coming in to help get a, a drier recording. I'm going to get some acoustic foam to you know dampen the recording even more. Um, I'm being really, I guess, finicky with how this album's going to come out because I want it to be better quality than anything I've ever released. And I want it to be something that I can always go back to and be like, even like if it's outdated, I want to go back to it and be like, you know what? This is still really nice. Um, mm -hmm. So it's going to be, I think it's nine tracks. Uh, I'm still finishing getting the cover art done. Um, before I drop that, I'm dropping a reissue of Hey Darling. So Hey Darling's on the album as well, but it's going to be re-recorded, remixed. And then there's going to be like an acoustic version of Hey Darling on that as well the album's probably going to come out sometime in summer i'm hoping but mm -hmm. um i'm not 100 percent. that's kind of just why like i'm on a little hiatus because i can't guarantee when everything's going to be ready and i don't want to be like oh yeah you know two months from now album you know <laughs> yeah because when it comes to albums what i've kind of had issues with is i've made an announcement about a project i'm working on too early and i end up either scrapping the project in general or making a completely different kind of approach to it so mm -hmm. i feel like with you you are a lot more conscious to being able to kind of acknowledge the fact that you have something coming in the future but you don't talk too much on it because you don't want to give either you don't want to give away parts of it, like to give people almost like an, an idea of what it's going to be like, or like the name of it in general. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I already teased the name. I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't mind putting that out there. The album's going to be called tell me something sweet, which is off a line from one of the songs. But um, yeah, I mean the, the, the time that I've given myself to do this, is great because it's also like allowed me to experiment with a lot of stuff and that's another thing that i felt like i could never do because i was always on like a tight schedule to get stuff out and now it's just kind of the this mentality where it's like it'll come out when it comes out and i get to you know start thinking of other possibilities like before i was i kind of had like the set spectrum of plugins that I would i would use on everything and now i can kind of mess around with some other plugins see what else sounds better you know i can take a week to sit on a mix and see if it sounds good i, I don't feel pressure to finish something or rushed or anything so it, it gives me it gives me so much space to just kind of be a perfectionist mm -hmm. and that falls back into the fact that it seems that you have a thorough process with everything, which I think is a very important thing that I wish more people would take the time to almost craft because like you said, you don't want to rush anything. You want to be able to sit down and feel comfortable with your recording process. And if there's things that you need, like you said, the fact that you are trying to sort out the specific sounds that are bugging you that's why you have a, a sound shield coming in so it's little details like that i wish more people would focus on because 
fixing those tiny issues that bother you, that's just one more thing you could take off your plate. Exactly. It's, I think the biggest thing about music is just creating an environment that makes you happy. And if something in the environment's not making you happy, you definitely have to definitely have to change it rather than ignore it or just accept it for what it is. Like I could easily just sit here and be like, well, my room produces an echo. It is what it is. But I'd rather, you know, take the extra step, even if it is tedious to like make the craft that I do make me happy. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But anyway, it's been great to have you on the show again. I'm very excited to see where your career takes you. And for anyone that wants to check out 7am, their description will be down below. Check out their Spotify and SoundCloud. And yeah, thanks for coming on the show again. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure being here.